Dan and Jay have just one question. Looking over the video collection. And that question is, why did I make this? They've got Tanakhtun and Isha Dacharka. Orange of Jelly paired with Fred. Tic Tacs and Dub Disney. Why did I make this? Why did I film this? Why do they do this? I don't know. I, I've just I've just been weird owled. Dan just, <laughs> You have. Dan just weird owled me. I did. Uh, in case you people don't recognize that, which you don't. Not yet. Cause, oh, well, it's already on your show, so never mind. Uh, yeah. It is the theme song to Why Did I Buy This? Dan and Aries podcast. So That Jay wrote. That I wrote. And, and recorded and performed. Mm-hmm. And sort of <laughs> harmonized-ish. Sort of. Yeah, there's 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 one that's kind of off, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm, we're we're gonna start off at the top. We'll, we'll be talking about a video in a second, but I need to talk about an experience before we get to this. Uh-oh. Um, is this a sexual experience? Oh yeah, sort of. Good. Good. Um, I uh, <laughs> okay. So, I, and I already recorded this, so it's gonna be a special episode of Food Holes. Oh, real quick, hope you guys enjoyed Food Holes because when this comes out, it will have premiered last Friday. So three days ago, two, three days ago. So uh, hope that was, I mean, it, we did a soft open on that anyway. Uh, but there's a launch. Official launch was Friday. Um, so I recorded what I thought would be a real fun idea. Jen and I were going to go relax. Let's get a beer. Then I see we couldn't find any of our beers cold. And I'm like, wait, Jen, look at this. It's hard root beer. I've wanted to try hard root beer forever. And you and I, Dan, as you, we know, big fans of root beer we've wanted to yep. have root beer we wanted to have a big root beer party before you guys left for boise but that never happened yeah well we had that one root beer keg that one time we that did was terrible yeah that virgil's was not good in a keg that was kind of funky so i decided you know what, i'm gonna do this and i'm like oh jen don't let me forget we got to record my my reaction to it and we did and I'll, I'll release it anyway even though i'm gonna tell the story here um i won't give my whole review needless to say i enjoy it for the most part and I and I looked I looked at the videotape. From I finished two beers in an hour and a half. Uh, they're seven and a half percent alcohol, which is not that high, but it's high for a beer. Very sugary. I passed out. Um, at one point, my I guess my eyes were like half closed, or I thought they were. <laughs> like I imagined eyelids or something. Uh, I felt kind of like what I imagine tripping feels like. It was very disorienting, and while we're sitting there watching Comedy Bang Bang, Jen's watching it successfully, and I'm having a dream that I have a micro penis. And then I wake up, and uh, I've I've rarely been this hungover ever. I was basically hungover all day, just not with a sharp headache, but just this dull like mm. all day. Yeah. Been there. I actually had that today too because we went over to Catherine's and Zach's, mm-hmm. and I helped them finish off a bottle of red wine and mm-hmm. a bottle of white wine <laughs> jesus christ while playing settlers of Catan, mm-hmm. and did uh, not drink even close to enough water yeah no that was <laughs> that was also i really thought i had had enough uh water but i was apparently wrong and uh it's a six pack so i've got my third one right here i don't know what i was thinking but i also have a giant cup of water this is good mm-hmm. but i just thought you so know. who makes this who's, who's the sponsor jason oh yeah what is the name oh fuck i had it hold on I think you messaged it to me. Hold on. I think I might have, but it's also right out here. <laughs> this is how we prepare by not preparing. Uh, 
It is Mission Brewery in San Diego, California. It is their hard root beer. Uh, flavorful, yes. Very sweet, which is why it hit me so hard. Uh, and I don't know why Why I was dreaming about a micro-penis. <laughs> you just always wanted one. It's true. Um, so, on that note... Micro-penis? No, the, oh. uh, <laughs> the beer note. Yes. I went to the store today to mm-hmm. pick up food for lasagna tonight, but also mm-hmm. to pick up some beer for tonight because I was out of beer. And mm-hmm. in Shock Top's newest seasonal 12-pack, mm-hmm. they have spiced banana wheat. What the... F- what? I don't know. <laughs> have you tried it yet? Nope. <laughs> this is going to be like a little little audio preview of food holes. Mm-hmm. Specifically alcohol. So it's Belgian-style wheat ale brewed with citrus peels, honey, spice, and banana with natural flavors. The banana part is what's throwing me. It might be really good. I don't... Because I don't like fake banana, but real bananas yeah. are usually fine with me. It mostly smells like the wheat beer, but there is a certain weird <laughs> addition. Okay. There's not a whole, there, there's like that, like kind of a, like a note of banana. Okay. But it mostly just tastes like wheat ale. All right. Well, that's good. If that, if that was too intrusive of a flavor, that would be upsetting, I think. Yeah. I don't think I can handle that personally. It's, it's, <clears throat> it's very subtle. This beer is not. I just want to give you, like, I'm, I'm almost already regretting it. I've only had a couple sips. And this is not to say that it's not a good product. It's a good product, but it's, oh, God. It's such a strong beer. <laughs> Ooh. It's but it smell like if you smelled this, you would not you don't think you're there's a beer. You think you're smelling root beer. And you hmm. might I think you could get away with it one or two big sips before you realize, wait, somebody pour rubbing alcohol in my root beer. <laughs> like <laughs> and uh but then it's it's more like it, it more tastes like they mix I, I I my assumption is they actually brewed this, brewed this like old school root beer. Because old school root beer was alcoholic for the most part so yeah mm-hmm. it's good it's just weird um those people people at home can't see right now but i'm wearing a red cap um and there's a good reason i'm wearing a red cap and um they i think previously i we've talked about lego dan and jay uh, yes. podcasting lego dan and jay i gotta take some better pictures of these so that i can put them up and we can compare them but i went to the lego store got a, a little bonus at work, and I'm a responsible adult, so I spent some of that money at the Lego store. And, yep. uh, I As bought, you should. Exactly right. $10, you can make three of your own minifigures. I already had the Dan and Jay ones. So I made some other ones using... Do I have them over here? Uh, I mean, well, they're really not that important, because I just got them for their props. Because you get one hat or hair, one one little prop, uh, a, a legs, and a top, and a head. And now they have microphones, and they have hair with headsets you're not gonna be able to see him but I can kind of see sort him. of there's a hair with a headset and then there's another headset but you have to have a red baseball cap because it's the only way it attaches to it it doesn't attach to anything except for this and one set of lady hair so you guys will see on the the, the image or already have seen that's why i'm wearing a baseball cap so that uh a red baseball cap because that's, that's the new trademark. It is my new trademark. Dan and Jay's um, Comedy Hour, Jason Look. I hate, I really hate baseball caps. I don't like wearing them. They make me <laughs> uncomfortable. I feel like Ron, I feel like I'm trying to hide my baldness when I'm really, I'm embracing it like a Lego man, you know? Yeah. 
I'm fine with it now, finally, eventually. Yeah. It worked out. So what are we here to talk about, Dan? Go, Miller. We are here to talk about a sketch from basically the same, probably around the same or similar-ish period of time as, like, Maybe Ishta Tcharka or Tunaktunaktun. Mm-hmm. It's it's copyrighted 2003. 2003. Which so I, I think that leans more towards the Ishka Tcharka age than... Probably. Although, is that cop? Is that the one with the one where, where you put the effects over it? Because I think you we had two different versions. One with effects and one without effects. Yeah. Like the original the, the, one the, the, didn't have much in the way. It was just black and white, I think, which is why we were doing this. Uh, and that, so maybe that copyrights for the newer version. That's my guess. That's my guess, because 2003, I was out here already, out here in L.A. Yeah. No, that makes sense, because um, because that there were the trailing cards and stuff were things I added after the, when I was, like, uploading those in earnest. Mm-hmm. So, I probably didn't know when it was from, so I just put whatever year it was. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So, it's probably, because I feel like it's from the same period of time we were recording tonight tonight ten. i think so because you're wearing i mean not th- well i was gonna say you're wearing the jacket but you always wear that jacket. Yeah, but i wore that for you but. Yeah, yeah yeah uh but, but I, I vaguely remember doing it and i think it was like the next morning or something oh okay uh it was daytime we set it black and white and we we're like all right let's and i, I guess i must have found some old-timey music sitting on your computer or whoever's computer we must have been using yours yeah yeah mine and so you were dancing around, and I improvised old-timey voice, and yep. you improvised the physicality to go with it. Yeah. And there's a lot of really ridiculous things that happen <laughs> in, a, in a very short span of time. In the 1920s, Dan Gomiller, silent film star and man of many talents walked upon the stage for the first time well he wasn't a star then of course he was just a dancing guy he did his comedy routines like the old banana (laughs) and where's the telephone mrs graham and then of course he did the tap dance of his own no one ever saw his feet because he didn't have any, you see, he pranced about on stumps. That's right, Dan Bloody Stump Gomilla danced his, hopped his way into fame in the year 1925. Following is his life story. You, we don't know who we're talking about exactly. Your name doesn't come up until later. Uh, first of all, I actually, I, I really like the addendums because the things that came up in 2003 because you added a an advertising card at the beginning for Samuel's Fine Grain Rubbing Powder, <laughs> which uh, didn't you find out later is an actual product, type of product, rubbing powder? Was rubbing powder? Yeah. I, yeah. What is it What is it for? It just sounded, uh, but to you it just sounded like an old-timey product, right? Because <laughs> that's great. I, pro- I wouldn't be surprised if I got it from something. I guess it's possible. Uh, could have been parallel thinking 80 years later. Did you think about that, Dan? That's um, probably what it was. So rubbing powder, rubbing powder supplies. What is rubbing powder? I'm so confused. <sighs> There's a ultrasonic vibrating sieve for rubbing powder. Mm, maybe rubbing Most powder's of those... dirty. Is rubbing powder what guilty people use to masturbate? <laughs> they really want to punish themselves. <laughs> <laughs> it is an abra- it's, it's, I think, used... For polishing. For polishing. I it's was an just abrasive. Say. Okay. 
It's like di- there's like a diamond polish and rubbing powder. That's so weird. Um, so so for grinding and polishing. So grinding and polishing. So kids, Samuel's fine grain rubbing powder. I guess is used for that. It, but it does and seem. And apparently, like- it was a, so common that it's great to put at the beginning of a card. Uh huh. It sounds like. Uh, my assumption is that it's supposed to be like a uh, gold bond. That's what I, I think. That's what I was thinking. I probably just made it up then. Gold it just because <laughs> I was thinking it was like something like that's what it was a kind of a a, a penisish joke, you know? It's sure. Like, you, for you know, preventing chafing while like riding horses <laughs> along the along the Oregon Trail or something. A powder not designed for just poofing on yourself, but specifically designed for rubbing in like you would do lotion. It gets funnier the more I think about it. Uh, I really like rubbing powder. I, 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 I'm trying to think if I included that. I think I, I think I thought about putting it in Looking Forward or something because I try and integrate all of our fake products into things as much as I can. Uh-huh. I'm not really like, maybe a, I don't know. Maybe I wrote it into something and I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember seeing it when I watched the film. But uh, Dan's Dan's bouncing around and jumping around, and I'm giving this fake history of uh, an actor and a dancer. I can't remember mm-hmm. any of the words. I could re- I mostly read along with it because I've seen it a million times. But uh, the first thing I say is that this 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 entertainer did the old banana, and you bend backwards in the shape of a banana. Of so a that, banana. Uh, and I like imagining that somehow that that's that's your act. Like that right? was one of your old routines. <laughs> and like and now, ladies and gentlemen, the old banana. And you just stood with your back arched for like. And everyone's like ten Woo! minutes. Ten minutes and. I don't know, maybe you have a comedy partner who comes in and talks to you, but for the most part, your bit was doing the old banana. Uh, Where's the telephone, Mrs. Graham? Which, by the way, is only funny because I wanted to say Graham, the way you're supposed to technically say Graham. Uh, And I thought that would be funny. And then you just... And then I used I did I did the glove routine. You did the glove routine. I was I was predicting your Bluetooth phone. And uh, let's see. So you talk on that, and then the last one is me saying that you have a tap dance. See, this is a testament to your being able to play along, because uh, that's all it is. Me making things up. I'm like, what do I want to see Dan do, or what is Dan going to do when I say this? And then the last thing I say is tap dance. And you tap dance, and I say, of course he didn't have any feet. You see, he pranced about on stumps. <laughs> then you collapse, and that's when that's, Dan and that's when I start hopping. Yeah, because I now no longer have feet. Right, right. They just disappeared in that footage. <laughs> And uh, that's when you become Dan Bloody Stump Gomiller. And oh, and I forgot to look that up. But I, I uh, let me see, see if I can find it while we talk about this. But uh, do you remember recording this? I do. I think my favorite part is at the end after everything. Mm-hmm. I, my feet go up in the air. That yep, that was going to be my <laughs> next thing. Is that I, <laughs> and I remember being like, oh shit, well that kills that joke. But I'm like, no, it's kind of funnier. Uh, yeah. That, uh, you know, maybe the rumor was that he had uh, bloody stumps, but truth truth be told, he actually had feet. And I, la- I do laugh mm. at it in one point, because you really did something funny. Uh, Might have been where's the telephone, Mrs. Graham, I don't know. Uh, but, you, you, uh, you laugh after I do the old banana. Oh, the old banana, that's right, yeah. It's because it was very, you, you, very, you commit in the face <laughs> that you make, <laughs> like you tighten up your face, really, really makes me laugh. Oh, and actually, that's I'm looking. Uh, I searched for bloody stumps on my computer, and that is the image that I used as your icon on the old stolen dress website. Uh, nice. I have a document here entitled "Bloody Stumps Go Miller Research," because uh, I was doing research into what little we knew about your actual heritage, so that I could integrate it into uh-huh. 
a biography that I wanted to write because I'm a big fan of uh, or like entertainment biographies. Uh, sometimes autobiographies too, but more more like biographies about like guys like Phil Silvers and stuff. Mostly because I'm fascinated by interesting old Jews. Um, let's see here. What do I have? Dan, Bloody Stumps Gomiller. Let's see. There's a documentary, His Story, which is what this is called, Bloody Stumps Gomiller, His Story, uh, mm-hmm. produced in 1931. Let's see. His biggest... Okay, so uh, these are these are little notes that I wrote for something. His biggest rival who claims his shtick was stolen was Pegleg Bates. That's what I wrote. Um... Uh, according to laservaudeville.com, okay, that's an actual thing. Basically, <laughs> uh, let's see. His story featured several vintage clips that were created by veteran documentarian J. Christopher Clamay in order to document what he saw as a pure comedic art form. The chip clips were chiefly created from. I'm getting Dan. I've had half this beer, and I can't concentrate. That's how powerful <laughs> this shit is. It's so sugary. <laughs> Uh, let's see. The clips were chiefly created from 26 to 27 on nights when Clame would be visiting New York. Uh, let's see. Let's, the clip Dan shows on his website is actually from a rare restaging created uh, when Clame thought the light wouldn't work. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going out of my way to justify every little thing about the comedy content that we already created. Uh, what is this? <laughs> Let's see here. And I tried to... Yeah, okay. So, actually, what have you discovered about your actual background since since this? I'm trying to remember. We just thought uh, Croatian. That's all we knew was... We thought Croatian. Yeah, I, I found out they're from a particular region <coughs> in Slovenia. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I actually um, friended a Gomilar on Facebook who who helped me out with interpreting some of the details. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Gomilar is not even a very common name in Slovenia. That's awesome. God, that's so good. I mean, it's it's the good thing in the, in the curse about having a rare name is that, like, if you don't find anything, you'll find nothing. But if you find, like, one person that, that has that in mm-hmm. common or has done the research. Like, the only bonus to my last name is that it's an actual word in German. So it's a little yeah. easier to hunt me down, like, my family in Austria or Germany. But for you... What's that? Wait, what's the name of the... Is there a Gomilar, or however it's pronounced or spelled, like a town or a region? No. No. Okay, it's, but it is a name. Gomilar means, like, one who digs dirt. That's right, one who digs dirt. So, which is why... Or heaps. Or heaps. Possibly a grave digger <laughs> we, we, uh, sort of, we sort of expanded on, correct? Yeah. We figure, what the hell. Well, because there's, in, in Croatian... That particular word for mound mm-hmm. tends to refer to burial mounds. To burial mounds. God, that's so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I, I I don't know much about people from that region to make fun generalizations about, but I would imagine there's got to be a lot of drinkers. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like if you have a name that could mean grave digger, <laughs> fuck's sake, like. Uh, and only slightly gets changed. You, you, they were hoping for a Smith when they came over. They were hoping for somebody at Ellis Island. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck this. Your name's Smith. Oh, thank God. I don't have to be reminded of my old life anymore. <laughs> nope. Uh, what's this? Uh, Go Miller? Okay, that's fine. No, 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 no. I, I'll take Smith. Nope. You're fine. Go Miller. Move along. They get the one open-minded guy at Ellis Island. Uh, yeah. let's see. <laughs> one of the plans I had here was that your father put you into vaudeville when he could no longer perform himself. So Bloody Stumps came out dressed as a John in a whorehouse to laughter. Uh, let's see. Uh, 
Oh, I, I did research on some Czech, Serbian, Croatian names. Uh, oh, oh, here's a here. Jesus Christ. I did a very long timeline, Dan. <laughs> did you really? Yes. Okay. 1859, <laughs> Dalibar Gomiller, born in town. I didn't come up with the town yet. Croatia, April 3rd. 1874, Dalibar begins a job, leather or bauxite mining. Boy, do I have direction, is what I wrote. Meets <laughs> Maria something at place. Uh, 1875, vaudeville starts as a thing. Uh, let's see. They marry uh, in Croatia, March 6th, 1883. Dolly Barr loses his job and ends up cleaning in a local theater that was home to political thinkers and artists. I went way, this is way too deep. <laughs> For what what I wanted to be a comedy, I well, I guess I wanted it to be so believable, but like, I feel like it might have been believable enough to be a mean joke on people. Um, let's see. I guess in a burlesque theater occasionally. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is, uh... Oh, and then eventually, okay, they, you call, they call you Danny because... It's Americanized. Danny plays on the... 1905. Danny plays on the piano for fun. An older gentleman could have sworn he was playing Camp Town Races, but it was probably just random notes. But there was something Mm -hmm. about the way he was playing. Not romantic, methodical. And he never smiled while he did it. But if you asked him, are you having fun? He'd say, no nonsense. Yes, I am. So there's a whole story. Um, (laughs) Yeah, there is. There's a lot. 1908 begins his first vaudeville at the candy shop with his brother. Um, Let's see. Jesus Christ. I've read too many of these old things. That's why. Like, this was my other attempt, I think, at, at making a something that get, gets taken seriously rather than, like, Dirk Benedict. This is the other end of, like, the Dirk Benedict thing. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I did write I did write a page and a half at the beginning of the book and then just stopped. I don't... Done. You're done. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I might pick it up at some point because that's how my brain goes. <laughs> but, Jesus Christ. Uh, did we, now I wonder if we recorded more stuff that we lost, or did we mostly have the stuff that we recorded at this time? I think we have most of it. Like, there's even, I found those Alanis Morissette <laughs> clips. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right, yeah, because I recently found, I found a CD, uh, with the originals on it, uh, with your handwriting, and that's how I recovered a couple of those that I don't think we had. Like, yeah, and then I had some stuff here that has that, that on it, too. That's good. So I mean, starting not around, perfect. No, but it's good. Good enough. It's definitely good enough. You look. You, feel, mm-hmm. you look like you're looking something up in relation to this. Oh, I'm just looking at my the web archive of my website to see when did that did that ever end up on here? Oh, like, when what, you originally posted? Because I do remember it was originally hosted on an Angel Fire page. Oh, really? Wait, Lord of the Dance or just your videos? Did you have a name that for video, it? That video. Oh. That video because. On the uh, the Road Roadrunner website I was provided mm-hmm. did not have enough space for the video. Oh yeah, okay. So you had to so host I, it there. I hosted it on Angel Fire, and I'm trying to. At one point, I had found the link, mm-hmm. but I've lost it since. God damn it, Dan. Um, I think I think it might be down now. I had found it searching, and now I don't. So I think maybe you know the Angel Fire is gone. It finally took all the shit down. Yeah. See that, oh man, see that's to the archival part of my brain that's upsetting. I hate the GeoCities is gone. I really wish that there had been like a full archive of that stuff. I know there's there was. some. There was? There was. No, they they took the entirety uh, of GeoCities, uh-huh. put it into like a multi-terabyte file. Okay. And made it available for download. Oh, Stan. 
And you are frozen. 
So it happens, and I feel like I'd be justified, but it says, like, if you keep, uh, like, if, if, if you get more and more rejected uh, appeals, then they can actually pull your account. So I'm like, I guess I'm not bothering. That kind of sucks. So I guess I'm not going to bother appealing. Uh, just, like, they give you That's copyright what, claims, and they keep so it just, up there. So just, just use Vimeo. I should. But they give you the thing is, if they give you a copyright claim, you just keep it up there, and you're fine. Uh, you just don't yeah. dispute it. It's so silly. It's so silly. Uh, I have a well, number. What happens is, mm-hmm. if there's a copyright claim, mm-hmm. um, but it's a it's a copyright that belongs to a holder that has an agreement with YouTube, mm-hmm. what happens is, if you monetize that video, you don't get the money from it, they do. Oh, okay. Makes it's split sense. up between them. So it stays up, but they get that. Whereas if you dispute it, then you're saying, I have the right to the money that comes from this. Right, right, right. So, okay. frankly, if it's just... You don't give a shit about monetizing it. You just want it up there, right? On which I don't. I mean, how much money have I made then, on any of my yeah? Fucking videos? It's just yeah. It's not. It's not worth the claiming it, and it's just you know, it still goes up, so you still get the views. Mm-hmm. I'm looking through many of these YouTube talk with Dan and Jay. Videos. How does this work? One hundred eight point six. One hundred eight point six. One hundred eight point six. Radio. Oh, it's taking so long. I wish I didn't have DSL. What a way point six. Yeah, these uh, V Zones images are way too fascinating. I need to stop looking at them. I went and photoshopped <laughs> a bunch of these avatars into funny. Here's a picture. I have a picture of you and your your one of your V Zones girlfriends. Uh, which which is the one that you had a V Zones marriage to, Dan? Do you remember? Well, you probably remember. Did you marry one of them on there? You had a V Zones marriage or a world. Yeah. Marriage. That's probably Jill. Jill. There we go. Yep. That's the one I have. It's you, your red falcon. I mean, you have the beard. You have long hair, which you've never had long hair, but... No. Not really. Like, poofy. Your hair can't get long. It's physically no, it impossible just, it for doesn't, your hair. It doesn't do it. You know what's funny is the way your hair holds now is it looks like, oh, Dan probably has, like, nice, wispy hair, but, like, you have, you, you have like, I, cable. It's oh, cable. I do. I have cable skin. for hair. Like, every time I get a new hairstylist, they comment on it. <laughs> Is it hard for them to work with? Hmm. No. They just start cutting. They go, "Oh wow, that's a lot of hair." I'm like, "I know, right?" Uh, Jen has <laughs> Jen has the same thing, but in your case, like if hers grows out, it gets a little poofy. But yours would fro, like it would straight up. Yeah, fro, I it? mean, mine would probably be like Sean's. Remember when his got long? Oh, yeah, that's right. It would really would fro out. I'm trying to think when or I Dad, s- I have a picture of Dad, and his is just oh a yeah. Fro. With that video of me trying to set his hair on fire or whatever I was gonna do, that's he's got a fro in that. Yeah. Um. I gotta put mine might not be quite like that, but pretty close. I pretty think. close, yeah, definitely. It's crazy. I always thought I was. I think I was always kind of jealous of your hair because, like, I have very. I mean, I had thin hair, and now obviously I have thinning hair, but and balding hair. But I always wanted like cool, thick hair. You could do something. I always wanted wavy hair. Like I wanted like, I don't know. Did I want Fabio hair? I don't know what I wanted. I wanted a woman's <laughs> hair. I really wanted awesome. That's why I thought musketeers were so cool. I'm like, I want that hair. They're so awesome. Look <laughs> at these guys. I never had it. You can you can braid your hair and undo it, and then it looks wavy for a day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm I still have that page up. I'm looking at the the quotes from your dinosaur video. Uh huh. We, we have put, special quotes. Yeah, I put dinosaurs don't exist. You moron! Extinction and evolution are impossible because they are inconsistent with God's teachings. The Roman Catholic Church <laughs> and. Dinosaurs, schminosaurs. Show me a dinosaur and I'll show you an elephant that didn't use Weight Watchers. Pope John Paul II. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I guess for a while, like, the one place you could get any of our videos was through uh, 
whichever website through lordofdance.com yeah and then lord of dance when did you originally register lord of dance it's never gone out of you've never on 2001 2001 is when i moved to it that's october 2001 14 years kids 14 years that is our longest domain name presence i think i remember being very psyched that you had i mean i was psyched when you got your own like like um website through your isp but then like oh mm-hmm. dan spent them i remember thinking how expensive yeah i had like 10 meg noise. of space or something through the <laughs> <laughs> that that's why real media was like so uh so precious when you're like oh shit these are tiny but you can kind of see them yeah here's your 240 by 120 <laughs> oh, videos God guys damn it you know i still actually have and i still have it i still have it like there's a there was a message that said, please wait a few minutes for it to load. <laughs> oh fuck! But you know, for real media, man, that would buffer, so you could watch it before it had totally loaded. Not yeah, yeah. not much before, you know, almost but a little bit, almost not at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know I still have some of those files too, and I'm actually curious as to how. First of all, I don't know if I have anything on my computer that will run. Oh, I, I actually still have all the files. Do you? Uh, yep. This is Dinos. This is Information. This is Indiana Dan or whatever Indiana Dan. What did we call it? <laughs> when I cut the Indiana Jones stuff into its own trailer, that was Indiana. The original Indiana Jones four trailer was starring Dan. Just to let you guys know. Yes. Yeah, Probably the see. only one online. Oh, I see. It'll open in VLC. I'm curious if this even opens. It's an 831 kilobyte file. How is that possible? <laughs> Maybe, maybe the guys at Real Media were geniuses, and they just got crapped on for making postage stamp <laughs> videos. Wait, how big of a video is this? I'm cut. Oh god, it's so gross. <laughs> oh my, it's so chunky. Wait, I guess I can sell, sort of tell what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. No, it's no. I'll, I'll give them credit. That's impressive for being 831 kilobytes. I could yeah. fit that on a diskette. That's 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 impressive. Speaking yeah, it's really just at the end of the day, just does they weren't needed anymore. Mm-hmm. Does that still even exist as a company, Real Media? I think so, but I think they're more like a like a media streaming company. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's probably smart. Uh, Real dot com. But yeah, Real I re- Times with Real Player. They still have Real Player. I think I think we probably went through. Like I don't know if this is the same day, but we recorded like a ton of different sketches. In that, this is in the barn attic. We didn't mention that. My 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 ever flexible barn attic, which it really wasn't. It was just <laughs> spacious. That that's why we used it. It was spacious, and we could throw shit in the corner and ignore it for a while and still shoot. Yeah, uh, exactly. We actually spent a long time getting that to the point where we could do that because it was cluttered up there. That's true. We it had remember, we had like a weekend long cleaning party. You, me, and Mike. You should see it now. Like it's basically it's basically as clean as. Well, maybe a little cleaner than we left it, because I'm sure my dad cleaned it a little. But he mostly painted it to sell the fucking place. Like, it's not right. in much better shape. It looks like it's going to fall apart. I, Because I'm, uh, yeah, I, I'm a little concerned for it. It looks nice, though. Did I show you pictures of the outside of it? I don't know if I did. I, I don't think I saw the outside. It's all painted up. It looks real nice. I think they painted it red or something. It's it's very fancy. It's very, and they put the, the date. I think it already had the date on it, but they made I don't know. They made it look a little extra fancy. No longer says... <laughs> I painted red rum on it, but my brain, I was like, oh no, red rum's supposed to be in reverse. So I painted red rum, the letters in reverse, so it just said murder across my barn. 
<laughs> I thought it was being real funny. <laughs> I was a special boy at 16. I, I'm a special boy now. You're like, I did it. I did it, everybody. <laughs> Look. And uh, oh, and I don't remember how long it took me to realize. I get so that is just like a symbol of my impatience uh, with anything, even stuff that I care about and want to make funny. Like th- for a long time, that was my one of my more critical problems. Like I'm impassioned, impassioned about this. I'm going to do it the way I want to do because it's got to get done. And then like I did do it in the dumbest way possible. It happened so happened so fre- still kind of happens sometimes, but happened so frequently. Um, like, I mean, that's it. <laughs> it happened with the first episode of Food Holes. There are a couple things I rushed and didn't realize, but I fixed it. I'm learning my lessons, Dan. Yeah, I probably am. Thank you so much, Dan. It's so nice. Yeah, of you. Th- is this a version of. Oh, this is. This is a version of my original site. I what? was going to put. Your pages? Your actual HTML in your computer? Yeah. And I was apparently I had made I had made a thing mm-hmm. for a thousand darlings. Like a page for it or what? But I see a button for it. Oh, okay. But by the way, I guess I just I never actually put it up. By the way, Lord it's of like a multimedia page. Lord of Dance does exist still, by the way, folks, but Dan has not updated the main domain for that in five years now. <laughs> I started updating it last Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. How's that going? Angelfire.com slash music3 slash bloody stumps slash vids slash 1000 darling slash 1000 darlings HQ. So that's where I put bloody stumps. Can you find that on archive? I'm see. It's still there. What? Really? You need to send me it's that still, link. It still exists on Angelfire. You need you need to send me that link. I want to see this. Here, no, you, would you like me to read you the first page and a half of the Bloody Stumps biography? Yes. All right. I really would. <clears throat> it's said to have been freezing cold on the passage into New York on June 12, 1905. So cold, in fact, the sweat from being three levels under the main deck had begun to freeze my forehead. That's why I always look excited to people to this day. Despite the city's official record of a 45-degree low that day, the gray and bleak outlook is all too typical of the early 20th century American immigrant, expressed in the hopes the younger generations will take nothing for granted. Not to be outdone, the day grew colder and more precipitous throughout Dan Gomiller's 50-odd-year career in stage and film. As for the younger generation, I could have sworn the boat ride over was taking advantage of a family late to the roster. I could have sworn I took advantage of some poor kid's sick vomiting... Some poor sick kid's vomiting in his dressing room to get up on stage and just about puke my guts out myself. If you don't take advantage, you lose whatever gets thrown at you. It was warm as hell that day, and I prayed to Christ it wouldn't end. Dan Gomiller had a way of being consistently and intentionally inconsistent. It was his belief, as he once stated in an independent paper of his adopted hometown of Oneonta, New York, that no one should ever be expected to, <clears throat> to be saying what they feel it or... God, I'm drunk. <laughs> what they feel or drink drink (laughs) that no one should ever be expected to be saying what they feel or think at any given time throughout their years especially if they live their life publicly it could easily be said and backed up by interviews that dan lived his life by this credo leaving an aspiring researcher to simultaneously tear his hair out and fall to his knees in appreciation of such involvement and expression of one's craft by the way this is my 
This all comes from my appreciation for David Letterman once I realized this guy doesn't give a fuck about anything. He doesn't, he doesn't care if you know who he really is. Uh, uh-huh. For a man raised on small theater and somehow smaller films, Dan Gomiller was ahead of his time in his existential grasp of comedy and how to deal your, dash your expectations to smithereens while giving you just enough to be satisfied. And despite his apparent desire for privacy, there was always an ear turned towards judging his audience's pleasure or disdain, the former for which he would gladly take up his precious time. His taste for performance was acquired only after the regularly dramatized trip to the United States when he was just turning four years old. His father, Dalabar Gomiller, had worked in small theater after years of laborious work, mining work in Croatia, which left him with chronic back pains and with a chronically recovering lung disease. Dalabar met Dan's mother, Maria, with a J in it, just before acquiring the lease to a small theater at which he'd advanced from inexperienced lighting technician to director of farce and drama in just under three years. The two married and planned to move to America with an offer from Dalabar's brother, already an immigrant to the U.S., to assist in building a new theater in New York's growing theater district. Afraid of moving into what he'd heard described as villages filled with vice, no place for real theater, he had to turn to turn his brother's offer down, despite the upcoming birth of their first son, Thomas. That's Sean, by the way. <coughs> uh, <laughs> after the birth of Daniel three years later, what was made apparent as his brother's final plea was accepted, and with what was comparably a fortune to that in the pockets of their fe- fellow passengers, they headed off to America, preparing to begin anew with no false hopes of owning their own theater. They had, after all, virtually given away the theater they had worked so hard to refurbish on their own. But, Dolly decided, Croatia, under the Habsburgs, was no place for two growing boys who, whether they liked it or not, had theater in their blood. So convinced was he that his baby boys would shine on their own that he even set up a mock stage aboard the steamer featuring Thomas' unique, near-gibberish renderings of popular family songs like A Daffodil in the Sun, complete with a dance interlude featuring a marionette like Daniel, suspended from his father's arms and drooling irresponsibly as I'm wont to do when on stage anyhow. I've now learned to turn the drool inward and back out again with what I call jokes. You'll find most people still think I'm dribbling. I still feel like my father's got me by my armpits, humming a tune in my ear as if I'll suddenly get it and find my way from crawling right to an Astaire routine. It was a slow start, though. One often skipped over in in the many articles, brief as they might have been, that have touched upon his career. To begin with, Brother Javor's ever-promised theater prospects turned out to be less than existent, due primarily to Javor's poor handling of the funds due to an extreme language barrier. Dolly and Maria faced many of the same problems when neighborhoods built and preserved for those of Croatian descent were less than prominent, etc., etc. There's a little bit more, but uh, like I said, not funny, but definitely exists. <laughs> There's, I mean, he's funny. Bloody Stumps is funny. I like him. He's a humorist. You like guy. him? Yeah, he's a humorous gentleman. So that might have been the biggest waste of time on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> ever. But uh, if only to prove to you people that I am um, blindly committed to some ideas for at least a page and a half. That is at what least. I do. Did you, so did you did you find 1. your 5. did you find your link? Are you looking at it right? Is that what you're doing? <sighs> I can't find the actual link to the bloody stumps part. Oh, okay. I found that I had that link to a thousand darlings, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of people have linked. I apparently had hosted Tunak Tunak Tun on there for a while too. Uh-huh. Okay. Because I couldn't, I didn't have room for it, mm-hmm. or bandwidth or whatever it was, and yeah. a lot of people use that to show people Dollar Mendy when it was going viral. Oh, that's funny. Because you could there was no YouTube to see it on, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, so uh, it was on did you also host Two Knock on Angel Fire or did just Yes, and oh, it's wow. still there. <laughs> that's insane. The the uh, actual videos on there? 
Yeah. How is that? Wait, so Angel Fire still exists? Is that why? Apparently so. Wow. At least as a... You need to send me a link to this I so I can see it. I also had it on Tripod? Well. Redfalcon2.tripod.com slash dollar slash dollar one also had the video. I don't know how you're finding all these things, but I'm very excited that these that these <laughs> exist. I'm just... The whole... You know what? Every time I update the website, I'm going to make a backup of it and then never, mm. ever, ever delete it. Yeah. That... That's how I'm finding these, because I still have the website mm -hmm. and looking insane. at the links that are on it. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> well, I mean, that's good that we didn't lose everything. I, I, do, I am looking at a box, a shoebox or something right now that is filled with about seven or eight old hard drives, two, or th two of which I think are the ones I burned out, like just because I've been wanting, wanting to get those fixed, but there's not. I just got to throw them in a shredder, videotape <laughs> it. Like, I don't think there's any way to, to recover those ever at this point, but... Uh, now I'm just gonna get sad. I'm just gonna... Don't don't cry, Jason. Don't don't oh, cry. It must just be. I bet you it's something like, like, dollar Mendy's dollar and dollar two mm -hmm. dot HTML mm -hmm. under vids. Why don't you uh? You know what? Since I just read a page and a half of my thing, why don't you read a page and a half of HTML to the audience at home? And let me know what they think. What's the pointy bracket uh. called? The pointy bracket. No, oh, pointy bracket. Open pointy bracket. A space href equals uh, open quotes. HTTP colon for. I'm not gonna do that. Uh, not gonna do that. No, I don't know why. <laughs> uh, has any any? Okay, so you played Settlers of Catan the other day. Anything else new? Anything else going on? I mean, since we did food holes, I feel like we've been. Oh, you did send me some stuff, and I'm waiting. waiting. I did. We sent you a big box of stuff. Yeah. You said so. There were ten items in there. There's at least 10 items. Did you put them in envelopes, or am I just going to have to... Yes, we oh, did. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, for... We figured, why, why not keep that consistent? Yeah, right. Uh, we did. So we did, uh, when we recorded Food Holes the other day, for the folks who are listening, I hope you enjoy the first episode. It is on Google. It was recorded through Google Hangouts. I mean, we're on there for like an hour and a half or two hours just recording. So it doesn't look the best. It's not the best video quality. So we might do some other format. We might just fucking record on our cameras or phones and stuff here and just whatever. But, uh, you know, I still think it's fun, and there's some good footage in there to at least, you know, keep your interest in these snacks that we're actually putting in our faces. So we recorded mm -hmm. our first five episodes then, so maybe starting with episode six, it might look differently. Differently? Different. It might look different. It might look differently, Jason. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited and slash scared to see what you... So wait, you went to Indian shop, Iraqi yep. shop, yep, and what's the other one? And an Asian market. And an Asian market. Man, I, I love me some Asian candies. I'm kind of excited. Uh, Not everything's a candy either. Ooh, right, right, right. I gotta, I see, gotta, it's food. It's snacks of yep. some kind. Just not an Most of it meal. is, though, because it's less perishable. Sure, yeah. There are a couple things that are semi-perishable, so that's uh -huh. why we're gonna have to do it as soon as, you, at least a couple of them as soon as you get it. Oh, okay, much. okay. It's probably pretty much as soon as we get back from the wedding. Oh, all right. I went I went to uh, Rocket Fizz here in Burbank the other day just to look. I had to be there anyway. I was I was on that side of town while my oil was getting changed, and I was I went in there and I wasn't expecting to find like I figured I knew everything they had because they have a couple foreign things, but they have they have some interesting things. That couple I'll, I'll tell you the one thing that I want to get for sure, and that I, we have to find some way to amp it up on my end uh, because of its its symbolicness. It is. Uh, uh, Pop Rocks, not brand, but Pop Rocks candy that is wasabi flavored. 
Yeah. So, uh, I feel like <laughs> I I've told Jen this because of my guilt that several times that I I've told her several times about the one time that I told you it was green frosting. Yeah. <sighs> I, I still feel bad about it. <laughs> I tell everyone that story. I too. smile a little. I shouldn't <laughs> smile. I just feel like it's kind of funny, but it's kind of super mean too. Well, it's not kind. It's really super mean and only kind of funny. Uh, how? What kind of pain were you experiencing when you ate that, Dan? How? I I think it was I I didn't feel anything because of shock. Oh, okay, all right. But it was like, <laughs> what are we talking? Like a couple teaspoonfuls, the equivalent of right? It was a big scoop. Yeah, it was a big scoop of it. <sighs> you evil man. I know. Like that's the devil. So that's why if we get we get wasabi pop rocks. I was talking with Jen. I'm like, maybe I should amplify this like for my end. She's like, yeah, no, you should. Because you're an asshole. You, you need to do that to yourself. And I'm like, okay, figure it Maybe we'll get some real wasabi powder and mix it in. I don't know. We'll figure it out. No, she. Uh, that's yeah. right. I'm like, well, no, sweetie. You can't make wasabi from wasabi powder. The water will activate the thing. She's like, no, no, no. You're going to make wasabi in your mouth with the powder. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And maybe that is what <laughs> I deserve to do. That might be correct. So <laughs> They had various weird flavors of Pop Rocks that I want to get and a few other strange things. Um including okay here's one thing i'm not we can discuss this because it doesn't the shock doesn't matter too much it's really the flavor and again uh-huh. based on expectation we both know that these exist and i i don't because if you have it i have to have it i don't know how willing i am to have a candified cricket a cricket in a candy what what's your thought on this dan i feel like you're allowed to veto no i think we should do it yeah all right okay especially after some of the stuff i sent you so we oh, should probably no do i hate you <laughs> Oh fuck! I wasn't I wasn't worried until just now. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Oh no! Candied pig. If it makes feet. you feel any better, mm-hmm. because we already had so much, I skipped over the the sweet and sour tamarind chews. Oh boy! <laughs> oh, that would remove Maybe next my time. fillings or my cat. That was in the that was at that was in the Indian market. That's we. That, need to we do. I'm going to go back because uh-huh. they had just an entire counter. Yeah. Of bagged Indian candies oh, of different types. I grabbed good. one. Okay. But there's a couple others that we are going to have to try. See, that's the thing is, like, I need to go to one of those markets. There's across the street, we've got an Armenian shop, but there's not much there. It's Eastern European. It's not that different from what we're used to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look. I noticed that when I was in, in the Iraqi place. Yeah. It was like, they're. The Iraqi stuff, and it might be more Middle Eastern. It's like it's mm-hmm. called Babylon Market. Okay, some Arabic writing, but I know that it's um, at least owned by Iraqis. Mm-hmm. But um, the, it's like it's mostly pistachio, almond, or dates. Okay, yeah. So which which by the way, usually delicious, but uh, depends on how they put it together. I yeah. So but it, sometimes you can find something super fucking weird. Yeah. Um, but, you know, well, I'll, I'll I'll give you this one thing. Oh, okay. I won't tell you anything beyond the fact that as I was checking out from the Iraqi market, <laughs> uh-huh. I looked behind me and saw some sort of treat in a wrapper. Mm-hmm. There was no label on the shelf, and there's no lab- nothing written on the food. <laughs> so I literally have no idea what it is, other than that it has nuts in it of some sort. Can you tell me what color it is? Do you know what color it is? It's kind of a very bright red. What the fuck? Transparent. Yeah. As long as you have, you have to eat them too. That's the bonus. I this. have. That I do. The- I, I have it too, Jason. I'm fully oh, aware. Mystery candy. I don't know that I'm happy about that. 
<laughs> Mystery candy bullshit. Ooh. All right. I'm trying to think of, like, what other, like, different, uh, like, ethnic shops are around. Like, where I am, since I'm basically in Glendale, it's mostly Armenian shops. Um, yeah, well, on- Ari was also making a point of, you know, just checking out some hole-in-the-wall, even American shops. Because oh, there's yeah. some American candy that's pretty fucked up. That's the other thing, is I want to go to 99 Cent Store, because I can load That's what she was saying. Up. She was saying 99 Cent Store has some weird shit in oh, it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, well, you might not remember, because at the time I met Jen, like, I was... I mean, we lived together... But I was super antisocial. Like there was a that long period of like not communicating properly. Um, yeah. Which is, by the way, kids. That's what this podcast is making up for. Um, that's why this kind <laughs> of exists. But like there was a time like when I was talking when Jen was on her way out here for her first visit before we were boyfriend girlfriend, but obviously going to be boyfriend girlfriend. Um, we hadn't kissed or anything yet, but we were about to kiss. Mm. That's right. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You were just standing there with your lips like an inch away. Okay. Can I tell you? All right. I'm gonna. <laughs> You have no idea how close that is to to <laughs> our first kiss. I our first kiss story is very much like anyway. It's that's you just said it. You just condensed it. Um, but um, uh, uh, but she, while I was on the phone with her, she's a seven hour drive out to L.A. from Phoenix. Uh, I'm on the phone for, with her for a lot of it, even though I didn't have no. I must have had unlimited minutes or something like that. Either way, so we're talking. Oh, that's you had friend minutes, so they were unlimited friend minutes. Mm. So. Either way, I was going to the 99 cents store for a lot of that, like hanging out and like she just she one of the things she remembers distinctly is like how I would I had a habit of picking just weird shit just to eat it. I had no money, but a 99 cents store snack was perfectly fine because like it's okay, It's a buck. What's what's going to happen for the most part? I enjoyed that garbage, but it also is one of the reasons why when I finally went to the dentist a couple years later, I had eight cavities in my fucking head. <laughs> yeah. oh, I did not take care of myself, kids. Take care of yourself and your teeth. Just br- It's not that hard to brush your teeth, guys. I'm saying I'm just floss, too. God damn it. I can't, I can't emphasize enough. I have caps. I have two caps, and I hate that I have two caps. It makes me so sad because of all the dreams <laughs> I've had. Well, you know about the dreams of yeah. either falling out teeth or weird teeth. Like, nobody wants those. No. Kids, take care of your Or weird teeth. teeth that dance out of your mouth. Uh, yeah, well, that I Great have. Great teeth. That's so, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm so sorry, dude. Great candy corn teeth falling oh. out of your hole-filled melting gums. <laughs> God damn it. That's so that upsetting. Was, it was a terrible dream. Oh, I, uh, boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. And that was during the time when we were constantly negative $500 in the bank. I wonder Ooh. what it could mean. Jesus Christ. Wait, but how old were you when you had these? this is happening? We, in L.A.? Oh, oh, you were having those dreams out here? Yeah. Oh, my God. Why did I not know that? I don't... Somehow, I, I thought that was a kid dream. Or were you... Mm-mm. Oh, Dan. Wait, so teeth are supposed to be, like, insecurity? Teeth falling out are, like, like you're insecure in life? Is that what Insecurity or, like, lack of control or something like that. That makes sense. I don't know what my micropenis dream meant last time. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Like... Well, was, was Jen okay with it? In, what was the context of your micropenis? The, in the dream, all I remember is I must... I'm, was it a mirror? I don't know how I was looking at my own dick, but I, that was a big part of it. I had a baby penis, <laughs> and I remember having to become okay with it in the in the dream, where I was like, "This is fine. This is my life, man." <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe it's the the dream is you coming to terms with your limitations. It must be right. Like it must be like, and I, 
I don't know what those would be. Because honestly, like, <laughs> I mean, because in your dream, it's not like, oh my god, you know, everyone's laughing at me. I have a tiny little penis, and I'm running around my classroom. Right. It's. I guess I got. I just. I, this is me now. I'm just gonna have to be okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually while being sort of a negative trait for you sure. it's a positive message yeah that's true no i, I remember so I, think feeling... you, I think your body is giving your mind was giving you a positive you know just be who you are jason i think you're right yeah because at the end of it i was like super calm and i was like whatever man and i woke up being like jen did i i didn't dream about I had, a really, I had a baby dick. And like, I have video of me right after I woke up. I told him to take video of me talking about it. I just refer it to, it to it as a dream about my genitals because I don't want to discuss the food holes listeners or viewers that soon. We, we, that, that won't be an addendum for a while. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so that, that happened. Uh, yeah, no, I think you're right. That has to be it, right? I mean, if you want uh-huh. to take away symbolism from a dream, that, that that's the only thing I could think that that means. Um, hmm, good point. All right, I feel better about myself, Dan. I better not and pass out right after this pod. Yeah, my micro penis. I better not pass out after <laughs> this, though. I've had, this is a lot of water. Like, you can see, this is a good chunky cup of water I just had. Um, but I don't I don't feel like I've drank any water. That's how strong, I, if you find this, Dan, I have strong caution. Like, seriously, mm. I'd, I don't know. Maybe if you find it, don't buy it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's good. It tastes really good. If you like root beer, it tastes like good root beer. But there's that kick, man. And then that kick. Is... You can tell. <laughs> I haven't sugar. been able to concentrate this entire episode. <laughs> ah, less so than usual. All right. Well, um, I don't. Do you, you know what, guys? My final word for this episode is embrace your micro penis. Dan? Yes, embrace your my inner micro penis. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good. All right, we have the same uh, uh, words this time. All right, I think because they're they're important words. They are important words, guys, guys and ladies. You know what, ladies? Also embrace your inner micro penis. It's yeah. important. Don't be worried. Your micro brew and your micro penis. Your micro brew. Yep. Micro brewed penis. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour, the podcast, is a Stolen Dress Entertainment production. It's hosted by Dan Gomiller and Jason Klom and is edited by Jason Klom and produced by Maury Povich. The Dan and Jay's Community Service theme song was composed and performed by Brian Magic Hands Madison. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, read our blogs, read our tweets, watch our videos, and read our books. Please subscribe on iTunes, rate us highly, and write us a shining review. You can like us on Facebook.com slash Hour, follow us on Twitter at Hour, and find everything in one place at DanandJay.com. I'm Jason Klom, host of the Comedy on Vinyl podcast. Each Wednesday, I speak about an influential comedy album with special guests like Jimmy Pardo. To finally open up for Richard Lewis and, and be on that same bill was, you know, was one of the most exciting things of my career. And Todd Glass. Carlin's thoughts on religion. It just, I love the way he made my head hurt less. I also get to speak with the legends themselves, like Rusty Warren. What I spoke about was not the act of sex, because that's how my generation of women who just got married they live in the suburbs. They can't go out. Right. They got kids, so let's go listen to Rusty Warren's record. 
Oh, that's naughty. Or Peter Shickley, also known as PDQ Bach. 1965, a friend and I rented Town Hall in New York and got Vanguard Records interested in it, and they recorded the first concert, and the thing took off. Or even the one and only Dr. Demento. The record player became my favorite toy at a very early stage in life. They taught me how to operate it when I was four years old. My dad brought home every so often a new Spike Jones record. A couple of times a year, he'd bring home another new one. That was my introduction, really, to funny records. You can find us on iTunes or ComedyOnVinyl.com, or just find us on the Stolen Dress Podcast Network at StolenDress.com. Mm-hmm.